Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, and you're listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And today I want to talk to you about how to find good contractors. See guys, one of the biggest challenges that we have as real estate investors is dealing with contractors. And I'll tell you this, from all of my years as an experienced investor, one common denominator that I've found amongst most of us investors that we struggle with is finding good contractors. Now, that's not to say that there aren't investors out there that have good contractors and that they have a good team, okay? What I am suggesting, though, is that finding good contractors in it of its own and managing contractors is a skill in in it of its own, okay? So, I want, I want to share six things that I've learned throughout the years on how to identify and how to find good contractor. Okay, guys? So now, as you know or may not know, a contractor is a vital part of your business, regardless of your strategy. That's whether you're buying, fixing, and holding, buying, fixing, and flipping. It doesn't matter. You're going to have to have a good contractor as part of your team. Now, let's talk about how to find them. What is the first thing that I look for when I'm looking for a contractor? Okay, the first thing and the most important thing to me is making sure that they're credible. Ask people, right? So the the first place I would go is I would attend meetups, real estate investors meetups. I would talk to other investors and say, hey, do you know a good contractor? Do you know a good plumber? Do you know a good mason guy? Who do you know that you can recommend to help me with this job. Okay, so I would first and foremost start with other investors. That's number two. Find out from other guys working with investors, from other investors working with contractors, who they recommend. Now, a quick quick note to you, okay? One of the rules and one of the things I teach my students is if you find a contractor as you're interviewing contractors and a contractor tells you, that they don't have any experience working with investors, I would not take them on. I am not going to teach them how to work with investors, okay? Which leads me to point number two. I'm not going to teach them how to work with me. Point number two is price, right? Price is an important factor in the process because if the price, if you're flipping houses and the price is not correct and you're not getting good pricing, then that will eat up, the contractor will eat up a large chunk of your profits. So they need to know how to price it with us, how to price projects for us. So here's the thing, guys. As an investor, you and I as investors are the gift that keeps on giving to contractors. 
they cannot treat us as they would a retail buyer, right? So I'm not going to pay $25,000 for a kitchen on a flip. It just It's just not happening, right? I'm not, I'm not going to pay that kind of money unless I'm doing a really, really high-end flip. I'm going to pay for materials, and I'm going to pay for labor, and I'm not going to overpay, right? It's extremely important that you that that they know how to work with us and they know how to price it with us. Number three, quality. Check in on the quality of their work. So how do you do that, right? So so show me some pictures. That's one way. Do you have a website? Let me see some of the quality of the work on your website. Number two is do you have a job that you're currently working on, right? And when they tell you that, yeah, I'm working on a job, Surprise visit them. Ask them, where's the address? Can I go see, Can I go visit the job? Can I go see what you're doing? Can I go see how the job is coming along? Right, guys, this is vital. This is key because when you show up there to that job, you're going to see if they're workers, what time they get on, they get in. They're going to see. They, they, these are questions you ask, by the way. What time do you start? What time do you finish? A, a contractor that starts at 9 and leaves by 2, 3 o'clock is no good to you, right? You want a contractor that's there early. And, and leaves at four, five o'clock, six o'clock, right? You want someone that's going to work a full day's worth of work. A contractor, when I go to the job and I see their guys hanging out, the music's playing loud and they're just hanging out outside. They're smoking. They're not doing work. They're not. And I'm looking around at the quality. I'm seeing how, whether the guys are clean, whether they're neat, whether they're putting the garbage in the piles, whether they're putting the garbage in the, in the dumpster. All of this stuff is important. It's important observation for me. I'm observing all of these things to make sure that this is the way they're going to treat my job. The way they're treating that job is the way they're going to treat my job. So you want to do a quality check by going to a job that they're currently on, right? Number four, you want to do a reference check. Ask for at least three references. And when you call them, Ask if it's okay for you to go and see the work when you're starting a relationship with a contractor. Go and verify the work. Go and see the work that they quote-unquote are saying that was performed for them, right? Make sure, because people can give their friends or cousins number. They can give whoever's number and say, yeah, that's a reference. Yep, he did a great job. He's a great contractor. And in the end, his bullcrap, it was just a friend that they, 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 they told him to say, to say this for them, right? To, get, to, help, to help get in with you. So references, number four. Preferably, or number four, preferably the reference that they give you is preferable if that reference is an investor. Why? Because if it's an investor, you can talk to the investor, right? You want to make sure, first of all, that they've worked with investors before. And it's easy to reference check. If they're really an investor, when you start talking to them, you're going to start talking to them as an investor. You're going to start talking the lingo. And when you talk the lingo, you're going to be able to tell if they're really an investor or not, or if they're just a retail buyer posing as an investor. So um, references, preferably investor references. Hey, how was his price? Did it fin- When you talk to that investor, did he finish on time? Well, um, did he execute the way? How much, how much did he leave behind? How clean was he? Was he, was he disruptive? Was he loud? Was he okay with the neighbors? All of these things are going to be important did he show up on time? What time did he work from? What time did he work to? How many days did he work? Did he have 10 other jobs he was doing at the same time? Did he, did it, did he do what he said he was going to do? Did he change? Did he change 
the scope of work in the middle of the job for you. These are all the challenges that as investors we go through, right? Number five, insurance. Make sure they have insurance. I'll share the story with you. I had um, a contractor in my, I might have shared it in this podcast before, had a contractor come do a job for me. And it was one of my, in my beginning times, one of my first flips. And this guy went and did this flip for me. And one Sunday, guys, I go to check on this job and I find him and his helper smoking weed. And because whatever reason, I let it slide, right? For whatever reason, I let it slide. They were working and I figured, hey, they're they're working, right? They're getting the job done. Well, they were putting down towels in my kitchen and I had this self-leveling stuff that you put on the floor and you mix it and you put it on the floor and it levels the floor. You let that dry and then you put the towel, whatever floor you're going to put after you put the self-leveling stuff. Well, it happens that what they did, because they were high, they were using the self-leveling stuff as the mortar to glue the tiles. So when the tiles were finally all in and, and the grout was in and you and I would walk on these tiles, the grout was coming up and it kept coming up and it kept coming up. That was because the, the tiles were moving. That's because they weren't glued with the proper materials because they were high. Lesson for me, guys, right? I caught him smoking weed on the job, and that's nothing against people that smoke weed. That's on them. But on my job, you cannot smoke weed, right? I should have fired him. Lesson for me. Luckily, he had insurance. Um, I fired him. I wind up calling his insurance company, filing a claim on the insurance company, and I did wind up getting about $7,800 of my money back from that construction job. So the point of that is, Make sure they have insurance, right? Insurance, insurance, insurance. Number six, make sure you everything is spelled out in your contract. Everything is spelled out in your contract, right? Every little thing that they're going to do room by room with the exact date of construction, make sure that you have in the contract that if they're not finished by that specific date, that you will charge them. 1% of the ARV on a daily basis for every day they go over. This is a way you hold them accountable, right, to finishing the job. They start losing money if they don't deliver on their word, right? It's absolutely vital that you hold them, that you, you leverage that from them as well. They have to have skin in the game. If they don't execute when they say they're going to execute, then you don't, then they start losing money on the final balance. And lastly, never, ever, 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 did I say ever, ever, ever pay a contractor all the money up front. You always leave at least a third in the back. You want to do draws, right? The more draws, the better, right? You do this, this, and this, and you spell that on your contract, you get this amount. You do this, 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 and this, you get this amount. You do this, 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 and this, you get this amount. And then finally, at the end, final walkthrough, when everything's done, you get this amount. Right, guys? And those are my six tips on how to identify and, how to identify and find, good, find good contractors, guys. Like I said, one of the biggest challenges that as investors we have is finding good contractors. Guys, thank you for listening. You're listening to... Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. I appreciate you guys being here today and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.
Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you'd like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.